Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, my name is Bob Tarzi, a freelance IT industry analyst, and I will be moderating this EM360 podcast looking at IT security policy management and automation. Managing IT security requires a wide range of physical and virtual devices across diverse platforms, both on-premise and in the cloud. Against this background, security policies must be managed and enforced as employees come and go or change roles, as new partners and customers are engaged with, and new threats and vulnerabilities emerge. As security requirements evolve, these policies must be changed consistently across all relevant security devices, regardless of their function and supplier. There may be thousands of such devices in a single organization, so a manual approach to policy management is impractical. The process must be automated, comprehensive, and hopefully infallible. Specialist products emerged around the turn of the century to manage this problem. Initially, they were focused on the growing number of firewalls that were required to control network access. The role of security policy management and automation products has since expanded to cover more diverse security requirements and to enhance security analytics and intelligence. To guide us through the market, I am pleased to be joined by Andrew, Vice President and Managing Director for Europe, the Middle East and Africa of Firemon, a vendor of a security policy management and automation platform. Hello, Andrew. Could you start by telling us a little bit more about Firemon and yourself? Hi, Bob. Biomon is, as you say, a leading security policy management company. And we've been around since 2003. So it's really since the beginning of the early days of, of this particular part of the market. And we've been helping enterprises to better manage the increasing security complexities of large networks. As infrastructure has evolved, of course, this complexity has increased. So we've been constantly innovating our solutions to keep check with these changes in the market and in our customers' environments and ensuring that they're able to keep pace. To deliver several things, really. A high degree of security, of course, is imperative, but also to enable them to be able to adopt a more of a flexible and agile approach as a function to be able to help deliver more service and more capability back into the company itself. So as the company's kind of requests and requirements change and they require agile working, they look for changes of direction to make most of opportunities that are presenting themselves to the company, then they also need a flexible IT security team to be able to enable that access and deliver the necessary capability quickly. Okay, thanks, Andrew. We'll come back to some of those points. You talked about the security complexities of large networks. Many listeners will be familiar with the need for firewall policy management which, of course, is all about network access. But just how diverse are the devices vendors like Fireman now address? And does it go beyond network security? Yeah, it's a great question. As I've already alluded to, there is a definitely an evolution that happens within a network and within companies' requirements within the network. And it's important to state that just a few years ago, we were mainly looking at you know physical-based infrastructures and devices and assets. And the management of the policy around those particular types of devices was fairly straightforward. As, of course, technology moves on and, and new ways are, are opening up, 
virtualization is a classic example it really was a, a massive game changer in the way that IT operations can utilize this technology and, and deliver far greater benefits. What it does do is introduce an extra layer of complexity in terms of how am I now going to manage the legacy physical environment, for example, and then also the new virtualized layer as well. Now, as time marches on, of course, then there are other ways and other practices that are actually uh, now coming to the fore. Not recently, of course, it's, it's been around a while, but now the shift for enterprises to get into cloud of some description, hybrid cloud environments, public and private, that is another layer of complexity that sits on top of both the virtualized environment and, of course, physical. In a sense, the explosion of complexity around how do I manage all of these different layers together with the same set of policies and trying to achieve the similar goal, but at the same time, making sure that it's happening in a quick manner is one of the largest challenges facing most IT organizations today when it comes to balancing security with business agility. Not least, of course, if we then move a little bit further up with the uh, arrival of DevOps and the adoption of, of that particular function being now pretty wholeheartedly in place, we're now looking at a situation where we're starting to look at the need for microservices orchestration and uh, maybe containers and the policies that separate the various different um, application feeds. And therefore, how do those particular policies also get implemented, enabled and maintained? You mentioned DevOps there and DevOps is the process by which applications are deployed almost in parallel with being developed. So rather than having a long development spell, you then have a deployment bit at the end. But people also talk about SecDevOps, which is security, development, and operations all, all going hand in hand. Do vendors like Firemon play a role in SecDevOps? Certainly. If we were to look at exactly how DevOps, well, then the challenges within the DevOps team and the move to DevSecOps is the need to balance speed from a development standpoint with, of course, the security layer and the requirements of making security of a high posture, but at the same time being able to deliver the, the necessary compliance and audit needs. And sometimes these two worlds are very challenging to balance. The need for speed and code release not being very compatible necessarily with the traditional security model. So where Firemon can help in this particular environment is to actually become part of the constant integration and constant development cycle, otherwise known as CICD, where rather than forming a series of sort of gates and barriers to delivering a degree of security as part of the ongoing development process, we're actually part of that process rather than a gate towards the end of that process, if that makes sense. So again, being able to help deliver, detect, deliver, understand, design, and implement a, a change request as part of the code build means that security is actually preparing for what is about to be asked. And in doing so, it means that we can actually shut the time window, if you like, that would traditionally be in place for security to do their jobs down to virtually nothing. And that is uh, an excellent example of how customers are using our technologies to help balance the need for fast development, fast release, but at the same time with guardrails in place that are, are understood, they are risk assessed, and of course they're compliant and auditable at the same time. Great, thanks. So you talked about the complexity of the different infrastructures that you uh, help to ensure security around. It's not just the complexity of the infrastructure. There's also a complex set of vendors that deliver that infrastructure. And I'm sure you cover all the big ones, you know, Cisco, um, Checkpoint, and, and, and the well-known vendors of firewalls and, and other security products. But are there any vendors that you cannot cover? 
Well, it's a great question. I think with so many security and network vendors in use by today's enterprises, we work hard to ensure that we're able to support the vast majority of the major vendors straight out of the box. This does enable our customers to quickly deploy in the main, start to realize value very early on in the deployment and achieve the sort of real operational gains very quickly that they're looking for. More often than not, these kind of projects, when it comes to digital transformation in particular, and our part to play in that, it's a critical success factor in terms of how quick we can show value back to the customer and to the project. But to be a leader in this space, as you've already alluded to there, Bob, we have to ensure that we are highly interoperable with other third-party vendors that might not necessarily have out-of-the-box support. So we pack a range of extensible APIs that allow us and our customers to create tight integrations with those platforms that are perhaps less well-known, but very key specifically to their operations. And this provides us with the maximum ability to provide value across the enterprise. And it's a very deep layer of integration that we can have with customers that, again, provides the maximum ability for us to be able to affect change in their network fast. Great, thanks. So we talked about this is a podcast about IT security policy management and automation. So just how automated is the process that you're able to put in place through the, the Firemon platform? Yeah, like many areas of infrastructure that have shifted to sort of software-defined state, at Firemon, we believe security has now shifted to a policy-defined state with so many security vendors for customers to manage, each have their own management platform and daily maintenance demands. So our customers are really asking us for a single security policy tool to help establish, maintain, and improve the security policy across the organization. And this comes back to that point of interoperability we've just discussed. Many levels of the environment and, of course, many devices across the environment as well. So from firewalls, switches, load balancers, right the way through into ITSM vendors that sort of start the ticketing process and, and the workflow and a hybrid cloud applications as well. So it all needs this central point of visibility, control and automation really for, for efficient operation. But the most important thing really is, is to understand the shifting nature of how many change requests are hitting the IT security operations team now coming from the business? And this can be um, access requirements. Uh, this is, can be commissioning or decommissioning of application support infrastructure, as well as, of course, the usual churn of, of people and assets moving around the company. And of course, it's on a national and international level. So the rate of change that's now being requested across the network and the expectations of the businesses on, in terms of how fast those changes can be made and implemented is creating what we call the complexity gap. You know, the, the, the rate of change is exponentially on the increase, whereas at the same time, the length it's taking now to be able to properly understand what a firewall rule set change might look like or a change on, on the network routing side of things, to understand the risks of that, the implications, exactly if it's an approved or, or not approved request, and then to also understand how many different vendors have to have a, an adjustment made to their platform. That is something that is really creating a lot of time lag and a lot of frustration within customers themselves. And complex changes can be taking as much as sort of two, three weeks or more in order to get through the system successfully. And that is assuming that they are 100% accurate, which, of course, it's very, very hard to do because it's a very manual process meeting a very complex set of vendors and environment. So it's definitely an area really where customers are experiencing high degrees of, of, of pain and looking for an alternative. How else can we automate what is 
probably one of the most critical parts of a security infrastructure on the network, but at the same time, probably the last place at the moment where any kind of degree of automation or smart working is being applied to this point. And this is really why we exist to help customers address this challenge. You talk there about the rate of change, Andrew. Sometimes change has to be made quickly in response to uh, an arising threat or because there's some personnel requirement within a company, a, a new employee is brought on board rapidly. Not much time to plan for that, although often there will be. But one time when often there is plenty of time for planning is the regulatory environments changes. You know, we, we know there's a change to the payment card industry, security standard, PCI, DSS coming down the line, or we know data protection requirements are going to change with the rollout of things like the general data protection regulation in the EU. How does Firemond help, first of all, with ensuring that the security systems organisations have in place are compliant, and then with the compliance reporting that is required sometimes to prove that compliance to the relevant regulatory bodies? Yes, it's an excellent question, and it's one of the key use cases, really, that, that, that Fireman answer on a, on a daily basis with our enterprise customers. Ensuring a regulatory compliance is, is a very, I think, key and understood requirement for a lot of regulated businesses. It does demand a high degree of product reporting so that auditors can verify firewall rule review and recertification amidst this increase in, in policy counts and rule sets that are exponentially increasing, as I say, as things get more complex and therefore harder to track. You've mentioned some very good examples there that a lot of people are going to be aware of in terms of PCI and GDPR. On top of that, of course, there are an increasing amounts of international regulations that whilst they might not necessarily be required within, for example, the UK market, in other areas of the world, they are absolutely critical to be doing business and uh, accessing information in those particular territories. And good examples of this is things like the North American um, health regulatory uh, requirement of HIPAA, for example, um, or even the Renewable Energies NERC regulations. So there are, are um, increasing amounts of regulatory burdens, if you like, and challenges meeting the same amount of people that are having to manage those changes are also having to be tasked with how do we maintain a degree of regulatory alignment and compliance and can prove that in a very easy manner. And of course, there's no better way of doing that than making sure that you are actually always ready for an audit. And when it comes to this particular part of the network, by using a system, like a security policy management vendor, you are able to, to be able to help show up any non-compliance, for example, and also be able to show all of the degree of data and depth of information to be able to prove that not only is an, uh, an audit been passed, but equally any of the additional areas that need to be concerned or flagged up at any point can be readily identified very quickly. So it's kind of critical, really, to have a solution such as this in place to be able to help show the regulatory pieces being covered, as well as the needs of the business, of course. That's the other thing. Regulations are one thing, and security is not necessarily the same thing. So you're already trying to achieve multiple goals with the same set of tools. The idea, of course, is to try and do this in, in a way that it is not something that is a, a separate task, but something that can be achieved with the same amount of resources. Interesting. Uh, you mentioned there international standards, of course, PCI DSS and GDPR are both international standards in their own way. But those American standards you mentioned, and you mentioned the UK as well, with the UK being in a bit of a limbo at the moment, there is a potential future where we spend more time trading with the US 
And that may open up, for instance, the U.S. health and energy markets to more UK companies. And that they would absolutely need to prove their compliance before being able to trade with those companies, wouldn't they? The important thing here is to be able to have solutions that are able to cope with that change in direction in the future. And this can come in either an official regulation, as you say, that suddenly is not necessarily something that pertained to the original point of the tool, but at the same time, it has to be understood. And it's something that can be included as part of the remit and the specification for this particular requirement. So yes, you're absolutely right. You've got to be ready for the future. The world is getting increasingly complex. And because of the nature of the market and the geopolitical changes that are seemingly ongoing all around the world right now, not least just in the UK and, and Europe, I think it's important that companies are able to be able to field that ability. On top of that, of course, it's also the ability to be able to custom build compliance requests. You know, we deal with some very, very specific and niche markets that have some very specific requirements. And, you know, you have to have something that is able to be uh, worked with and for the full requirements to be understood in order to make sure that that audit and compliance and, and regulatory framework is being preserved in such a way that it is it's enforceable and it's full use and a full benefit to the auditors as well as the operations team. You've talked a lot about the ensuring that policies are in place, ensuring that companies are compliant. Do you have an example of what can happen when a policy is not applied consistently and comprehensively across all relevant devices? I, what happens when a company does not have these capabilities in place and they fall foul of the benefits that they should be getting through what the tools can offer? I think we have all seen in recent years, and uh, not least recently as well, that uh, all too frequently the consequences of misconfiguration on the network can form an alarming headline in the media that's uh, not particularly welcome for the for the uh, companies that are involved. But it's not really a surprise when you consider the sheer challenge that the teams face when they're dealing with hugely complex heterogeneous environments massive increases in the change request volumes coming from the business that I've already mentioned, coupled with a, a severe shortage of skilled headcount in the industry. The retaining of that headcount, as, as well as the training and the understanding of the network, is really, really important. But it's quite a tribal set of knowledge at the moment, so that it's something that can be affected quite readily by impacts of IT staff churn, for example. So it's no wonder that, uh, again, the regulatory piece also tends to sort of suffer under this in particular. Business is trying to also move to more agile practices. And at the same time, they have to sort of keep the lights on and prepare for the next wave of technologies their companies need to keep ahead. And the result of not being able to address these challenges is obviously an increasing threat to business operations, the bottom line, and ultimately their reputation. But the compliance piece in particular is something that can have some pretty large consequences if you do get that wrong. But it does tend to be coupled with not just a, a breach of compliance, but also, as I say, the need for human error in such a manually operated environment with such complex needs that human error can necessitate in several key failings, really, that can have profound impact on the business and reputation uh, thereafter. So a system that is able to cope with both regulatory as well as, if you like, marking the homework and helping the, uh, the IT operations teams have much faster turnaround of design, change and analysis, and also the successful deployment of those changes across the networks can help keep pace with the needs of the business with, again, managing the risk, which uh, is a key element of IT security.
Okay, thanks, Andrew. I think uh, you've made a, a strong case for the benefits of uh, tools like those of Firemon, and I'm sure some of your many worthwhile competitors. Perhaps you could end the podcast by summarizing some of the things we talked about and uh, quantify the difference and effective platform for IT security policy management and, and automation makes to an IT security team compared to a team without one. Yeah, great question. For me, there are several sort of key differences that are worth noting. Firstly, being able to help drive a faster change management response time is pretty key. That is a key area of efficiency and of value to the company in order to help sort of input into the business case to justify the investment in the first place. But it enables the business to get to its goals much faster. It creates a much happier kind of corporate customer environment, cuts down on the amount of shadow IT that can result in a pretty dissatisfied corporate customer environment. And it helps, I think, provide some much-needed kudos to the hard-working security operations teams out there that at this stage are really battling to keep ahead and ensure that they are delivering everything that that customer requires internally to deliver profit to the company. Second thing, really, is, is ability to scale. Any vendor that needs to be considered in this space really needs to be challenged on this point. With so many layers of infrastructure to manage, the agility um, of how you can actually move between these different layers and ensure the change requests and the efficiency of policy implementation it becomes more of an overhead, you know, rather than something of being a positive, effective management. So having security policy automation in place, teams are able to em- embrace productivity gaining technologies and get ahead of the game such as application-driven security models, for example. And that's without the increased burden of lots of different management and training necessarily or trying to minimize that additional burden. The implementation of of security policy management, I think, also realizes the creation of what I would call corporate memory. And to come back to my IT kind of staff retention issue that industry are facing right now, it does make this specialist knowledge more accessible to the company and more robust when it comes to IT security team changes. And I think when you're looking at compliance uh, and audit, of course, that's one thing, but looking at the security posture of the company and being able to maintain that despite changes in staff, I think is absolutely critical. We're living in an era of skilled staff retention and recruitment issues. And this therefore needs to be dealt with in a systematic way to help uh, make sure that key processes and policies are in place and they will maintain themselves uh, regardless of any change in staff. And of course, it helps utilize your current team and assets that you've got much more efficiently as well. And finally, I have to end on a DevOps note, really. For those companies that are running these teams, security policy management and automation can form the part of a valuable bridge to finally ensuring security is part of the CICD process and can help to enable rapid code releases and, and do so whilst with a managed risk and security model so that both sides of the house are getting what they need and ultimately protecting the company while allowing it to be able to move at the speed of business. Well, thanks for that comprehensive summary, Andrew. And uh, thanks to Andrew Intel of Firemon for providing these insights into IT security policy management and automation. And thank you for listening to this EM360 podcast. You've been listening to the EM360 podcast. For more great content, head on over to em360tech.com.